like to read three scriptures. Uh, first one in Luke's Gospel, chapter 14. Luke's Gospel, chapter 14, and page 1247 in my Bible. And we'll read from verse 16. And he said to him, A certain man made a great, a great supper and invited many. And he sent his bondmen at the hour of supper to say to those who were invited, Come, for already all things are ready. And all began, without exception, to excuse themselves. The first said to him, I have bought land, and I must go out and see it. I pray thee, hold me for excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, hold me for excused. And another said, I have married a wife on, on account of on this account, I cannot come. And the bondman came up and brought back word of these things to his lord. Then the master of the house in anger said to his bondman, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring here the poor, crippled, lame, and blind. And the bondman said, Sir, it is done as thou hast commanded. And there is still room. And the lord said, to the bondmen go out into the ways and fences and compel to come in that my house may be filled. For I say to you that not one of those men who were invited shall taste of my supper. And just a couple of verses in Luke chapter 23. Luke's Gospel chapter 23. Page 1262. Luke 23 and verse 39. Now one of the malefactors who had been hanged spoke insultingly to him, saying, Art not thou the Christ? Save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost thou too not fear God, thou that are under the same judgment? And we indeed justly, for we receive the just recompense of what we have done. But this man has done nothing amiss. And he said to Jesus, Remember me, Lord, when thou comest in thy kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Verily I say to thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Finally, in Hebrews chapter 9. Book of the Hebrews, chapter 9, page 1456. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27. And forasmuch as it is a portion of men once to die, and after this judgment, thus the Christ also having been once offered to bear the sins of many, shall appear to those that look for him the second time without sin for salvation. We live in a wonderful day. God's invitation is still given to you and to me and to everyone on this earth. Invitation comes from the very heart of God, a God who is interested in you and me, a God who wants our company. Because of sin coming in, it has made a distance, it's created a distance between God and men. God and you and me. Scripture tells us all of sin, but God wants us back. So how has he done it? We speak here of a great supper, a feast. And it says, all things are ready, come. It's a wonderful message tonight, we tell you. All things are ready, and the message from God is come. It costs so much. 
for God to make this feast ready. Cost him the death of his son. Does everyone know here who Jesus is? God's glorious son. The one who at Calvary's cross accomplished the work of redemption so that God's heart might be free to come out to you and to me and towards all men free forgiveness. That Saviour who died for you and me is now living in heaven. He He did die and he lay in the heart of the earth but God raised him and he ascended up into heaven. He's in the highest glory. And he lives as a man in the highest glory at the right hand of God. And is there a prince and a saviour available for you and me? And then his name, it is preached to you and to everyone. No one excluded. Forgiveness of sins in his name, the name of Jesus. So the invitation is given tonight. Now we read of some who rejected it. We read of those who excused themselves. And you might say, well, uh, the first said, I have bought land, I must go out and see it. And that's, that's a normal thing you'd, you'd have to do. But remember, this is a great supper. What is it? God's invitation to you and to me to feast on his love. His love came to us through Jesus. Man has been tested in every possible way to see if he would come back, but he he wouldn't come back. He's been tested. He was tested in innocence. I suppose that you could speak about the day of God's dealings. The morning of innocence was probably very fresh didn't last very long because man fell into sin. And God had to test man and trial man to see if he would come back. Last of all, he sent his son, he sent Jesus. Would man have Jesus? He was put on a cross to die. No, no one saw beauty in Jesus. God must work. It cost God so much the death of his son so that all things would be ready. Jesus finished the work at Calvary that can set you and me free. His blood was shed so the question of our sins could be settled forever. The question of sin has been settled an affront to God that was caused such havoc in this world. The one who knew no sin was made sin. And he settled that matter before God in the three hours of darkness. He went in the depths of suffering. Not only that, we read already today about those who know Jesus as their Savior. As to their sins, Peter could say, I know that Jesus bore my sins in his body on the tree. The tree at Calvary when he was lifted up to die. Peter knew his sins were laid on Jesus and Jesus bore them and in his blood they were washed away. So we have these persons who 
excuse themselves. Really, what, what it is, is they refused. It's a very serious matter. The, the gospel tells us that God is for us. And he's saying, simply come. It's an awful thing. Don't be like these persons that refused. It says that they, it says, uh, I say to you that not one of those men who were invited shall taste of my supper. That was those who refused. They excused themselves, didn't want to come. God is offering so much. He's offering a great feast. And it's not just now, it's enjoyed now. As feasting on God's love has come through Jesus, but it's the whole way of eternity. You and I must live forever. Gospel brings up a question. Maybe three questions. First one is, are you ready to die? Are you ready to meet God? And how is it with your never dying soul? Well, the Bible here can tell us that we can be ready and we can be certain of a future, an eternal future. We can be ready. And it's simply turning to God where you are and as you are. Many have done it, and you can do it tonight. The invitation is to come. How do I come? I turn to Jesus. I say, yes, I'm a sinner, but I'll have you as a Savior. It says in Romans, <clears throat> Romans 10, it says the word is near you, or near thee. The word is near thee, in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is God's word. Is, you, you put it close to you. The word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth Jesus as Lord, and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from among the dead, thou shalt be saved. You can turn to Jesus now, where you are and as you are. The cry of faith will be heard. So there was these persons that would not come. The message then was to go out quickly because in this parable the house had to be filled with guests with those who appreciated the person who was offering this great supper. And then those persons brought in and there was still room. So the master says to his servants go out and compel to come in. And this is what God has been doing. Nearly 2,000 years, God has been appealing to men, women, boys and girls to simply come. The work has been finished that can set us free. It was done alone by Jesus. You and I could not do it. We could not atone for our sins. We could not make ourselves acceptable in God's sight. But Jesus did it so that we could be free and happy and God wants us. That's why he says, go out, compel them to come in. That is God is commending his love to you tonight. It's been fully proved in Jesus, the one who died for you, to bring you back to God. And he wants us to enjoy God's company. That my house may be filled. It's going to be filled. It's going to be filled with those who love Jesus. Who know Jesus and his love. They'll ever feast on his love. 
How can you come to Jesus? You come just as you are. That's why I read in Luke 23. Here was a man reminded today already that not long before this, might have been just a few moments, he was just like the rest and he was rebuking Jesus and cursing. And uh, one of the one of the thieves or malefactors, as Luke says, says to Jesus, "Art not thou the Christ? Save thyself and us." But the other says, "Dost thou too not fear God?" He justified God. This other thief, he had light into his soul. He saw Jesus for who he was. Perhaps he had heard the word. The prayer of Jesus, Father forgive them for they know not what they do. He had turned to Jesus. He was changed. And he rebuked the other man. Dost thou too not fear God, thou that are under the same judgment? We indeed justly. He says we receive the just recompense. He knew his place before God that he deserved it. That he was really a sinner. But not only that. He says this man. The man who was in the middle. Jesus who was in the middle of two thieves. This man has done nothing amiss. And he turns to Jesus and says, Remember me, Lord. He called Jesus Lord. And he was saved. But he, he didn't only... He didn't only say, Remember me, Lord. It's... When thou comest in thy kingdom, he wanted to be with Jesus. And Jesus is coming back. He's coming back for all those who trust him. And will gather them in to enjoy the wonderful feast eternally. It can be enjoyed now. You can enjoy God's love. God wants his house filled. You'll notice it's a great supper. It's not just a supper. It's a supper is... Even the young ones will know it's the last meal in the day. God's last appeal to men. And God has been speaking for nearly 2,000 years. But Jesus is coming back and there'll be no more gospel. The door will have closed. There'll be no more appeal. All things are ready come. The house will be filled. But you can be ready tonight. By trusting Jesus. And you can be one of these guests who know the love of Jesus, the love of God. So we read in Hebrews. Firstly, the verse that we read, it speaks of two appointments that we have to keep. Portion of men wants to die and after this judgment. The wonderful thing is in the gospel that Jesus bore the judgment due to us so that we might go free. But he did only bear the sins of many. You have to trust him for yourself. He did die for all. Friend, we tell you tonight he died for you at Calvary. But you must trust him yourself. You must come to Jesus. But if you do, you've got a wonderful hope It says here, uh, Thus the Christ also, having been once offered to bear the sins of many, 
shall appear to those that look for him the second time without sin for salvation. Are you looking for Jesus? He's coming back to this earth. He's coming back, firstly, to gather up all those who have trusted in him. He'll raise those who have died, their bodies were, they'll receive new bodies of glory and be with Jesus. Those who are alive at the time will be changed and caught up to be with Jesus. But he's coming back. He's coming back to reign. But it says here, wonderful thing it says here is that they look for him the second time without sin for salvation. Well, the first time he came, he dealt with that matter. Believers, believers know that he came and our sins were born and taken away. And when he comes, we, we look for him to be with him. What a feast it will be to feast on the love of God. Being more, made known by Jesus. God wants us. That's why the message is sounding out. He wants you and me. He wants all to know his love. Being fully proved by Jesus. No God could have said, I've had it with man. The wickedness so great. Just like the flood, there was only eight saved. But because of the work of Jesus, God can save righteously. But it shows his heart. It shows God's tender heart and perfect love that all matters have been settled. There's no hindrance, no hindrance to you or to me to know the love of God and you can enjoy it eternally. All things are ready. The message for you and me is simply come. You can trust Jesus just where you are. May it be so for his namesake.